Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Propaganda Watch. I'm your host, as always, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And this week on the D program, I want to dissect a piece of propaganda that at first glance probably seems innocuous, but upon further reflection, I think is actually insidious. What am I talking about? Well, this stems from some observations that I've made because in light of this crisis that is unfolding around us, I have been watching for the first time in a decade and a half, entire mainstream news broadcasts. And yes, I have not for over 15 years now, since I moved to Japan at any rate, sat down and watched entire mainstream news broadcasts. I get most of my news and information online where I can read the text, and occasionally I do subject myself to clips of various news broadcasts, but not watching entire broadcasts. And I note that after having dipped my toes back in these waters in order to better understand the mainstream propaganda, in order to dissect it for you folks out there, I have noted with some consternation that the impossible, what I really believed was impossible, is actually possible. I.e., these mainstream news broadcasts, television news broadcasts of today, are even more dumbed down than they were when I stopped watching. And I really, truly thought that would be impossible. <laughs> I'm sure many of you out there already know, no, things are actually much more dumbed down than they were at that point. But it is interesting for me to see this, and disheartening, of course, that the mainstream news at this point talks to you like you are a literal child in monosyllabic words, monoclausal sentences, talking down to the audience, lecturing them like a stern teacher trying to teach them, not just tell them, not just report on what's happening, but teach them, you you think this now and you you do this. It's, it's truly, uh, I don't even know the word for it, D disgusting in a way. It's insulting at any rate. It certainly is insulting. And it is, uh, nonetheless, I have been watching these mainstream news, TV news broadcasts, including, since I'm Canadian by birth, I have been watching CBC's The National or The Global News Hour or things like that in order to better understand this propaganda. And it was in that context that I saw just a little, a little thing in one of the interstitials as they were cutting to commercial break that I thought was interesting. Plus three cheers for nurses. the unique and socially distant way that people across Canada are showing support. We're back in two. So I saw this about a week ago, and I didn't think too much of it. Oh, okay. As they go on to report later in that broadcast, apparently the Ontario Nurses Association has asked people who want to show their thanks and appreciation for healthcare workers to do so in a socially distant and responsible way by participating in this nightly ritual at 7.30, where you're supposed to go out and clap and make noise and whatever, and of course, post it to social media with the relevant hashtags so that everyone else can see you doing it, giving your thanks and appreciation. Oh, okay. All right. And it's not, I guess, just Ontario. I guess it's all Canada. I can't find the particular message from Ontario Nurses Association that says this is what you should do, but okay, that's what the national saying. But just on a hunch, just out of curiosity, I thought, hmm, I wonder if this is happening elsewhere too. And so I did literally not even 10 minutes of searching and I found, oh yes, this is happening. It's happening in India. And 
Croatia. And France. And Spain. And Atlanta. And all across Europe. Folks, you may be thinking to yourself, why did James put that happy music across that clip montage? Why did he make that? I want to tell you, I did not make that. The AFP News Agency made that and put that music on top of it. Go watch the actual video that'll be linked up in the show notes. They are actually playing that music in the background as they show the happy montage of people dutifully applauding. So, wow. Isn't that amazing? Just spontaneously, out of the ether, out of the out of the zeitgeist, somehow this idea has arisen spontaneously all around the world in all these different places that at a certain appointed time, wait, who who appoints this time and how how did that happen? Was there some kind of vote? Did some where did this get coordinated from? Anyway, at a certain appointed time, you go out from your self-isolation, and of course, in a socially distant way, and don't get within two meters of anybody, but you applaud at the appointed time to show your appreciation for healthcare workers. Now I've been called a lot of things since I've started the website and conspiracy loon and whatever else. So let's add thought criminal to the list, because it just strikes me this seems a little bit contrived in a way. You know, almost like a wag the dog situation. Yeah, old shoe, remember that? I I'm going to assume that most of my audience is probably familiar with wag the dog at this point. If not, you should probably watch that movie. It was particularly prescient and insightful about the era that we find ourselves in. Deepfakes before deepfakes was a thing, or at least supposedly talking about a completely ginned up, completely fictitious war with Albania that was completely made out of whole cloth in order to distract the public's attentions from the philandering of the resident of the Oval Office and to great success, phenomenal success, because it is easy to whip the public into war, hysteria, and fervor against a country that they couldn't locate on a map for reasons that are completely fictitious, and that that movie presents a very plausible example of how that could be done. One tiny part of that overall psychological operation that they depicted in that movie was the creation of a fictional war hero in this fictional war with Albania, Sergeant William Schumann, known as Old Shoe. And so they decide, oh, you know, there's some old song about Old Shoe. We'll, we'll revive that song and get it playing on the radio again. And, and then we'll throw Old Shoes up into the trees and depict this as just some spontaneous thing that's happening. People showing their, their love for their the captured war hero and their support and the whole nation will rally around and they throw some shoes up into some trees in Washington and get the news to cover it and then it becomes a self-generating real phenomenon in the context of this movie where the entire country starts throwing their shoes in the trees because they've learned from the mass media indoctrination this is the way we show our support for our beloved war hero. Now, my mind 
call me crazy, and I've been called a lot of things, as I say, over my, the course of the corporate report, so I'm immune to it at this point. But my mind connects these things that are happening right now, this wag-the-dog phenomenon of old shoe and the spontaneous, socially distant and responsible way of giving our thanks to the healthcare workers that is arising in country after country all around the globe all at the same time. Um, and why so? Because actually, I do see a, a more direct parallel between that example, the wag dog military, let's support our soldiers example, and this, this example of supporting our healthcare workers. Because this is part of a much broader propaganda angle that is being introduced into the public consciousness right now. And as always, I want to bring it to your attention so that you consciously understand what is happening and can see the propaganda as it develops. Because I guarantee this is going to develop in the coming months um, from something innocuous to something insidious. So as I say, we have broached the, 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 the realm of the thought criminal here. So if you'll in, allow me to, uh, to bring you further into this web of thought crime that I'm spinning here, I will exhort you to my new article on the things you cannot say about coronavirus, where I go through all the, oh, you can't say that, you thought criminal, about this emerging crisis that we're being steeped into right now. And uh, there's a number of points that I make in there, one of which re uh, revolves specifically around this totally spontaneous balcony applause phenomenon. Uh, in a section of this article called Doctors Are the New Soldiers, I write, When 9-11 happened, there was a marked and notable intensification in the propaganda glorifying the American military. Not that such propaganda didn't exist before, but it was nothing like what we've seen since the day that changed everything. Yes, the hero worship of veterans is one of the hallmarks of the age of terror that 9-11 ushered in. So if this pandemic is the new 9-11, what's the new hero worship? Well, it should be obvious by now. Doctors are the new soldiers. Now we must dutifully show our appreciation for the brave medical workers on the front lines of this new war or face yet more social castigation. You may have noticed the interesting phenomenon making its way around the world. I call it the totally spontaneous balcony applause phenomenon. Yes, completely out of the blue, all the people under lockdown have decided to show their appreciation for the valiant doctors and nurses in this heroic struggle by going to their balcony at a pre-appointed time and applauding. And no, this totally spontaneous phenomenon is not just occurring in one or two countries, or three or four countries, but in seemingly every country around the globe. Just like that, just out of the blue. Must be something in the zeitgeist, I guess. Now, you'll forgive me for being out of the loop, uh, but as you know, the corona madness has not quite made its way to Japan yet. But, sidebar, precisely as I predicted, the very same day that the Tokyo 2020 games were postponed, the Tokyo governor suddenly became gravely concerned about her city, and they're now going to around saying they have to lock down Tokyo unless the poor plebs behave. <laughs> Um, so I don't know exactly how people decide on the right time to go to their balcony to applaud. Is this done by vote? What if I'm a few minutes late? Will people think I'm clapping for something else? What exactly is the etiquette here? Here's my thought crime. I find these displays creepy and off-putting. I find the glorification of doctors and nurses unsettling. Not because I think they're all quacks. Not because I think they're all evil. Not because I'm not grateful for the work that some doctors do some of the time, not because I don't recognize the enormous stress that these doctors and nurses are under right now, but because this socially engineered adoration is going to be used to push an agenda exactly like the glorification of veterans was used to push the militarism agenda 
of the post-9-11 years. This time, we're being asked to glorify doctors and nurses because these are the same trusted experts whose authority cannot be questioned who are going to be giving you the vaccine. You know, the vaccine. The one that will bring an end to the then 18-month-long psychological siege that we are being placed under. What? You still question the vaccines? You still dare to defy the authority of these brave doctors and nurses who risked their lives for us? You can't say that, you disgusting conspiracy-mongering thought criminal, you. Be honest. You know that this push is coming, and they are getting the public to sign on with all these spontaneous balcony applause sessions. So perhaps you'll forgive me for not joining in. Okay, as I say, that was just one section of that Things You Cannot Say About Coronavirus article that I exhort you to go and read. I think it is important for us to be talking about these thought crimes before they become literal crimes, at the point at which at least we are still allowed to express different ideas on these subjects, I think. But let me re-stress and re-underline the point that I am not saying that people shouldn't feel grateful or express gratitude to healthcare workers in this time of crisis, etc., etc. Sure, absolutely. I'm not denigrating doctors and nurses as evil or anything along those lines. I don't think they've put... the, the Oh, it's the Ontario Nurses Association that's behind this conspiracy. I don't think that at all. But I think this is being pushed by the media to demonstrate, to once again model the behavior that all good citizens are supposed to be engaging in right now, precisely because this is part of a longer-term push to glorify and deify the trusted medical experts who are going to be coming to give you the vaccine and save you from this dreaded scourge. Again, you know this is coming. You know this is where it's trending. But again, I can't see how anyone could not see this particular propaganda push being made right now to large popular support. I'm broadly scientifically literate, but what I will say of this virus, I think we're in the middle of a massive experiment worldwide. And that is... Where are the guinea pigs? uh, uh, Maybe. The experiment is, will people listen to scientists? As I say, I think you know where this is going by now. I think we can all see where this is going by now. Actually, maybe not, because the people who are on board with this, well, yes, of course, let's trust the scientists and the doctors and the nurses, all of whom individually study and understand the exact effects of every vaccine they're giving. Uh, uh, let's, yes, that's good. that's for the good. The people who are promoting this agenda because they believe this, well, this is good, this is propaganda for the good, are the ones who are going to wake up to reality the harshest down the road when they are discarded like yesterday's newspaper at the exact time that it fits the propagandist's purpose to do so. Case in point, yet another parallel with this military analogy, doctors are the new soldiers. Think about the war on terror paradigm bringing in that glorification of the military. Thank you for your service. Let me give you my seat on the plane and everything because you are you are a soldier. You're, you're protecting us. This glorification, the NFL being paid millions of dollars by the DOD to have their propagandistic displays before every game and all of that nonsense. That, of course, was just the lip service of we care about the soldiers. But of course, it was never actually caring about the soldiers. Do you think that's what it was ever about? No, it is about getting people into the meat grinder, grinding them up, 
and then spewing them out and discarding them like yesterday's newspaper when it no longer fits the propagandistic purpose. Ask some actual veterans. Ask the veterans who are killing themselves in record numbers, suicides off the chart. Oh wait, you can't ask them because they are dead. Because they were fed through that meat grinder and then left to die, essentially. And uh, all the veterans receiving their wonderful veteran health care for having gone through the meat grinder and lost their limbs and other things. In the exact same way, I don't, don't, I think most of the people who went into that meat grinder probably did so with, with noble intentions and believing themselves to be good people and working for a cause that they, they thought was good. They were misinformed and they were used they were used, they were fed into that meat grinder, used for propagandistic purposes, and then discarded. And so, anyone who thinks, well, this is great, yay, doctors and nurses, yay, so, let's, let, yeah, let's join in, let's join in, in the, even if it's propaganda, it doesn't matter, it's for the good. You are going to be used in the exact same way that the people in that previous paradigm were used. Because the doctors are the new soldiers. This is the war on the invisible enemy. And we all have to give our applause at the appointed time, in the appointed way. You show your applause. You show your support in the way that we tell you. You demonstrate that to the community around you. And if you don't, it shows you're not a team player. There's something weird about that. I've never seen him out at the appropriate time of making the applause like everyone else. What's going on over there? He's... He's always been a bit weird. I, I heard he's a conspiracy theorist. <gasps> Again, you know you know where this is going and uh, it's going in a horrible direction, even for the people who, for genuine reasons, genuinely want to show their support and caring to medical workers. How about you do it at a different time? Like, even just that. How about just go, at, uh, instead of 7.30 p.m. or whenever you're supposed to be out in your balcony, well, just go out at 5.00. Just do it at a different time. Just do something to show that you are not just some lemming that is going to march off this cliff. <sighs> anyway, uh, these are not popular thoughts. A lot of people won't even understand what I'm saying. And for those who do, um, some people will still be violently opposed to this. But this is the point. We are in exceptionally important times to be able to broach these types of thought crimes, these ideas that go completely against the grain of what everyone else is doing. And if we don't exercise that ability right now, it will never get any better. Things are clamping down. I don't know if you've noticed, but things are clamping down and the space for dissent is starting to disappear. So... That's, uh, that's my thought crime observation for today. As I say, please go to that article I wrote about things you cannot say about coronavirus for more examples of such thought crimes. And, uh, well, perhaps more people should be stepping out and, and using their ability to voice their thought crimes before it becomes actually criminal. Some strange times indeed, my friends, but I'm here even watching mainstream news broadcasts in order to bring it to you and to pierce through the propaganda. I hope you'll be there with me for this journey. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. <laughs>